Good morning. Um, it's uh, it is morning. It's the twenty second. It's twelve twenty four a.m. And uh, welcome to my view from the rim. Um, there's been so many things I've been thinking about since uh, the general conference for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, uh, along with this plague, um, the COVID nineteen virus that has has um, been prevalent throughout the world um, in times. Um, perhaps, uh, you know, the Savior, when he was on, on the earth, he talked about um, uh, that to always be prepared, right, as if, as if he was going to be coming tomorrow, even though we don't know the time. Or the place. Um, there are, are many signs given uh, throughout the Bible and in the book of Revelation uh, regarding signs that will precede his coming. Uh, what we do know is, is that the world will continue uh, to get more and more wicked, that those who follow Christ will become more and more persecuted, that there will be wars and rumors of wars pestilence, famines, earthquakes, etc. Um, and I think we're seeing all of those things. I don't think that the world has been at peace for decades. Uh, and that's tragic. However, we look forward with good cheer, uh, trying to, to um, have faith. And there's a few things I wanted to talk about. Um, one of the things, council, there's an, a number of councils that we were given during conference, but I wanted to focus on one thing that President Nelson had asked us to do and had, frankly, asked the world to do. And as he, uh, his mantle as prophet is for all, not just for members of the Church of Jesus Christ, um, he asked for us to fast on Good Friday. To fast for the purpose of, of uh, healing um, from this disease, to bless those who are working so hard to take care of those that are sick, as well as those who are providing supply lines that are ever so critical in these times. And finally, asked for an economic healing also. Um, I uh, Somehow I got uh, invited to a group on Facebook called Worldwide Fast, April 10. Um, you can go look it up. It's still there because it's evolved quite considerably. And I wanted to talk about that for just a minute. Um well, it's going to be more than a minute, I think, because there's so many things that are going on. Uh, people, you can go look, and there's so many wonderful stories. Uh, the group has uh, over half a million members to it. Not all are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. In fact, not all are Christians. There are people who are Muslim. There are people who are Buddhists. There are people who are agnostic. There are people who are Wiccans. There are people of all faiths, nationalities, uh, uh, all around the world who have joined this group. 
and they joined in the fast. And many of people, of course, uh, when you feel like you've joined in something so big, and that you turn your faith in, turn your faith outward, and you you fast and you say, "Father, I'm directing this fast for this purpose." Uh, many times we expect to see results immediately, and of course, uh, frequently um, we forget. Um, Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And so things happen in the Lord's time. However, miracles happen. And if you go on that side, if you, if you join, uh, I think, well, you might be able to just kind of cruise through it, but um, maybe you do have to join or not, I don't know. But it's an ongoing good, ongoing group where people share personal stories, personal witnesses of miracles that have happened. But more than that, they share needs. I need people to pray for this or that or the other. No, they're not asking for, um, you know, financial, although sometimes when it's a dire situation, there's not a, it's not asking for a handout per se, but asking for uh, people to join their faith together to ask for blessings for individuals. And some of these stories are just amazing. Some of these miracles that have happened have happened in the past and continue to happen as testimonies of the power of the Lord are just awe-inspiring and faith-building. Um, and so we continue onward. It has, it has rolled over from a specific fast date, which was, uh, again, Good Friday, to now where people communicate with each other. Um, uh, Muslims have mentioned that they will be uh, starting Ramadan and fasting there. And many, many people, uh, diverse people, have asked, how do they fast along with them during Ramadan? What an opportunity to unite. And I think that this was one of uh, President Nelson's purposes, although I, I don't know that he would have expected such a thing. But then again, he is the prophet. Um, and so I'm sure that the Lord did expect to find ways that people could unite um, across nations and denominations and even faith traditions outside of just not just denominations, but even outside of Christian Christianity and, and other traditions. And so it's just amazing. And one of the things, uh, as speaking as a Latter-day Saint, one of the things that this group has really helped and strengthened is something that is very, very near and dear to me. Um, I have been for the last two years, two and a half years, nearly, a temple worker in the Kansas City, Missouri Temple. I have been blessed wonderfully to do that. I am so fortunate. Um, my testimony has grown. 
um, my feeling of the Holy Spirit has grown. Um, one of the p things that we do is when we know somebody that needs comfort and prayers is we will put their names on a list to be prayed over. I'm not going to go into the details of how that works, but it is, it, it's called a prayer roll. And so when people know of someone in need, they will call. If they can't get to the temple, they will call to the temple, and they will ask to put the name on the roll. Well, the problem is, of course, right now, is that the temples are closed. And because the temples are closed, um, there's no ordinances being performed, or no religious services, if you're not familiar with the term ordinances. Uh, there's uh, no temple services being performed, and so those prayers are not going on. This group, this wonderful group, has fulfilled this role in providing opportunity when someone needs help, people helping to bolster their faith, to pray in faith to God the Father, or whatever their tradition dictates, I would say. I'd say that there is one true God, which is God the Father, but not a but on that definition. However, other faith traditions know him by different names. And so those that do pray can pray a special prayer for them that need it. And if you look at the, at, at the request, and you'll see several, several comments saying that they will, or they'll put the little prayer hands on. What a demonstration of faith. And more than that, what a demonstration of comfort to somebody who has taken that step and asked for people to support them in this time of social isolation. Now the temple. I want to talk about that also, just along those lines. I've been thinking a lot about that because I love to serve in the temple, not just as a worker, but I love to go and attend as well. And, and I've been missing uh, temple service uh, since the temple's closed due to the virus. And today as I was walking, um, uh, for those that don't know, when I walk uh, for exercise, I don't have music, I don't, I just walk. And so I end up uh, in my head usually, though sometimes it's out loud, um, process through some thoughts. And one of the things I was thinking of was um, a few years ago, I think it was back in 2012, 2012, 2013, I had the opportunity to participate in uh, a, a, what became a, uh, a picture book with a CD 
uh, called Walking in the Light. It's produced by Laris Music. Um, a wonderful, wonderful CD, and it's dedicated to temples and to the beauty of temples and what happens in them. I had the opportunity to share a testimony regarding those temples, and I was thinking a lot about that today because, you know, it's one thing, it's one thing when you don't have time to go, but you have, but you're able to go, you just don't have time, you know, meaning that you are worthy and there's a temple that you could go to. It's another thing completely, either when you are not worthy uh, for whatever reason, or um, the temple is closed. And for those who are not members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, let me just uh, point out that while we do have our normal chapel buildings, our normal churches which are open to the public, uh, temples are different. Uh, they require for entrance, once a temple is dedicated, a special recommend uh, that is issued by the uh, bishop and stake president of where the person lives. Uh, they answer questions and uh, they qualify to enter into the temple, meaning that they've met certain requirements. And so, um, again, when I say uh, whether they're not worthy, it's, uh, there could be some underlying issue, and, and it's not necessarily a, a sin issue. It's, there could be any number of things. So, you know, but in my testimony in, in Walking in the Light, I, I remember very distinctly, I mean, I don't want to say it now, but I could probably tell you the story nearly word for word of 17 years that I had been unable um, because of uh, I was away from the church. I never stopped believing, but but uh, I was away from the church and so not able to enter a temple. Uh, you know, when temples are thousand miles away, you don't really think about it. Um, but when you have temples that are closer and closer and closer, uh, it becomes an issue. And you do think about it, especially when you can go visit them. And so thinking about today, the fact that, that if it weren't closed, I could go. So that's a different feeling than I had at that time uh, when I couldn't. However, I still can't because the temples are closed. They're closed to everyone. And so I'm really missing that. But again, um, I know that as we get through this, that we will be strengthened that the Lord will shine his light. He's shining his light even now. Um, I bear witness to that. I bear witness that that there is nearly, well, there's no sin that puts you out of reach of the light of Christ. That at any time that you want to turn towards him, you will see him. If you look, 
He will be there. We are children of our Heavenly Father. Christ is His only begotten Son in the flesh. He provided a way for all of us to return to live with our Father in Heaven. That's the Easter message. In a nutshell. He loves us. Even when we're, we screw up. Even when we sin. He knows our pain. He's already felt it. It's not a collective pain. It's an individual pain. Did I mention that he loves us? Go check out that group. Um, I love reading the stories on there. There's so many of them that you it would take you forever in a day. Like I said, there's over a half a million members to that group. And overwhelmingly, the comments are overwhelmingly positive. I've seen a few people early on after the fast was over you know, comment about, well, nothing happened, it's nothing. I would point out the fact that when you put um, Good Friday up on, on a chart and compare it to uh, the turnaround, that you could see that the Lord's hand is working. Um, are we out of the woods? I, you know, that's a whole other issue. Remember, things happen in the Lord's time. Atheists would say that's a cop-out. I would say, I trust the one who knows the beginning and the end. The end is already decided. The score is already up on the board. I'm paraphrasing, by the way, Jeffrey R. Holland, who is a member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. The score is already up on the board. The only question that we have is, whose jersey are we wearing? The victory has been won. This too shall pass. Have a great day. I hope that you know how much love there is in the world. Sometimes it's not visible. Sometimes you may feel that you're all alone, especially in these times of isolation. Know that even when you feel alone, you're not. For God is always there, ready and willing. To listen. And that's my view from the room. Good morning, and uh, have a great day.